1: Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Dr.
2: Jim.
3: And I'm Dr. Janine.
2: And we're here tonight to bring you another episode, if you will, of Live Healthy, Be, Be healthy. healthy. Yeah, that's what it's all about. And of course, we always start out our little uh, show tonight. Within the first segment, we usually talk about uh, some of the stuff that's in the news. And there was some interesting things in the news. Yeah, always things
3: coming out in the news. Yeah. and um, Natural medicine and natural alternatives are so much in the news now that we're, we, we're never in we never have a hard time finding new things that <laughs> no, come out.
2: It, it's a, you know, and what's kind of amazing, Janine, is um, tonight we've actually got something about, you know, the good bacteria.
3: Again. Probiotics, <laughs> right. A lot of what, I mean, when we start looking at what's in the news, we're always finding different things that the probiotics are doing.
2: Actually, I'd say within the past couple of years. There is so much out right.
3: about probiotics and how it affects right. our health. So I, I, we can say now, just while all the new research is coming out, that probiotics are so important in right. overall health.
2: Now, this particular article that we're talking about came out actually today. It was published. Yeah. <clears throat> came out of the University of Minnesota. And uh, they were talking about, uh, it, it was actually a study was actually published in something called Genome Medicine. I uh, didn't know there was such a... A journal, but there's a lot of journals out there. There is. And what it talked about is how the antibiotics worsen people that have things like Crohn's and irritable bowel and ulcerative colitis. Well, what
3: it actually, what they looked at, because, of course, if you look at what it was published in, Mm -hmm. they were looking at there is a gene connection Mm -hmm. on people that actually have Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. Right. They've actually found that there is genes that may play a role in shaping the development of our gut microbes, and that some people have genes that just make them have a lower biodiversity and more opportunistic pathogens. Right, and so it makes their gut a little unhealthier than next.
2: You know, and one of the things that that, that this particular thing talked when they were the the guys that were researching it talked about, they said, you know, that, and and this is something that that you know you and I have talked about a lot, and I've talked about it on our other radio shows and stuff. Uh, at a very young age, typically, yeah. you know, when we're born, when you come out of the birth, uh, well, when you start out of the, the womb and out through the birth canal, you're basically sterile.
3: Right. You don't and have all, you don't have all bacteria, these bacteria, good
2: or bad, or anything. And typically within about three days, the first three days of life, it's really important in colonizing these good or beneficial bacteria in the intestines. Right. And that, that comes from nursing from mom. It comes from coming out through the vaginal canal. Right. They, they've shown that C section babies always have a higher risk for things like irritable bowel, uh, ulcerative yes, colitis. Yes, because they them.
3: don't get the, the bacteria. They don't get out. the
2: bacteria. <laughs> right. And that's
3: one way of growing your bacteria is right when you're born, you start being exposed to right. the bacteria from the canal. But if you right. don't go through the vaginal canal, that actually can pose that a problem. messes it up. Right. But it was interesting because they do show that it was so important. From the time you're a baby, that that could actually tell your good bacteria in your gut can tell how healthy you're going to be for the rest of your life.
2: You know, and we talk to people who um, basically, you know, when they come into us and they're young adults or whatever the age they happen to be, but they're usually adults when we get to them a lot of times. And they're having these problems and they've had them for 15, 20 years, you know, these ulcerative colitis or whatever.
3: Or Crohn's. Or Crohn's. Yeah, they talked about, yeah.
2: You know, and it it affects something like a a million, six hundred thousand people people in in America it's a lot in America that's just America yeah and when you talk to these people they always have you know a very long a very long history of a lot of antibiotics yeah and we know that prolonged or pro, prolonged use and of antibiotics. This study
3: did yeah. say they're actually, in their words, we confirmed that antibiotics worsen the imbalance in the gut microbes and can actually worsen Crohn's and ulcerative colitis.
2: Right. And we talk to them almost every day, and the first thing out of their mouth is, "Well, I had to be on an antibiotic." Right. I, I had
3: a flare up, so I they put me up up to an put you on an antibiotic. antibiotics. Right. So that's kind of the the mainstream right now is when you have a flare up of these common problems, they put you on an antibiotic, and this. Study right here has proven that antibiotics actually, over time, worsen the problem. Prob- right. You know, so you know, like we've always said, you know, probably everybody could to, could benefit from a good probiotic.
2: Oh, I think so. There's no doubt about that. And the
3: but, more diversity you have, the better. We, they talk about biodiversity. Right. And the, you know, the gene that's one of the things that showed that it actually made you have a lower biodiversity. Well, anytime you take a probiotic, you also want diversity.
2: there's a lot of different ones you want the, of course, everybody's heard about the lactobacillus type thing, which is the lactic acid producers. But you also want the bifidobacteriums and some of the others. There's a
3: lot of different bacteria.
2: Yeah, even even the strep, some of there are beneficial streps, uh, strep thermophilus for sure. Some
3: of the common Mm -hmm. probiotics that we use is, um, it's actually called in eight in mm-hmm. either 2014 or fifty fourteen, but it's right. 14 different strands of bacteria.
2: In either 20, either 20 billion, billion or 50 billion, billion so there's right. just a
3: couple different strengths. So the diversity makes a difference. It so does. you don't want just the one bacteria and when you go know, out to take a probiotic.
2: A lot of people think 20 billion. Oh, my God, that's huge. Actually, when you look at the average adult, it has somewhere between 10 to 14 trillion microorganisms. Uh, micro, uh, yeah, there's tons.
3: Gut. I mean, so when you Literally, talk about billions, tons. that... Still isn't even close to what you should have. no
4: it's that's why. But you take trillions.
3: you take billions, and then they can multiply and become trillions. That's what you're well, wanting. That's what you're wanting. And yeah. even in this study, just to, you know, last thing we'll mention is this that they talked about other studies that had linked the human gut bacteria to diabetes, autism, heart disease, and even certain forms of cancer. Right. So they were looking at how influential this gut bacteria is for you and your overall health. So just everybody, that's one thing that. Anyone and, <clears> can benefit from is a
2: good, a good probiotic. Bag. Yeah. And, and something else about that, while we're on the probiotic thing, a lot of folks don't realize that, you know, there's something like 29 million pounds of antibiotics produced every year that are used in animal feeding operations. Yes. Now, who do you think eats those animals? So, Us. even
3: though right, we think, you know, oh, well, I haven't taken an antibiotic. You're getting it. You're getting it. And, oh, just... I forgot to tell you someone came in today and wanted me to tell you something <laughs> just it plays into the antibiotic thing so I thought I'll tell you now okay um a lady come in and a few years back her husband had a high PSA okay they had done some biopsies and said they didn't they thought it was kind of precancerous but not cancerous and you had given them him the suggestion of getting off of anything that had antibiotics in it so he went to organic milk and he went to antibiotic. Um, Free free chicken. So he started eating meat that didn't have antibiotics and um, and milk that didn't have antibiotics. And she told me today that his PSA is almost normal. They've watched it over the last couple of years and it steadily declines. And the only thing he did different was stop the foods that actually added antibiotics.
2: So you mean somebody actually listened to
3: what I said? <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> wonderful.
2: <clears throat> and she Boy. said, make
3: sure you tell Dr. Jim that he's, re- she, he's really helped him out. And okay. I did forget to tell you. So you did, this reminded you? me just yeah. then. It's okay. I'll.
2: Yeah, I'll so I thought that, that, that was well. really
3: interesting. Yeah, so his PSA, well. she said it's almost right at the edge of normal. But they even yeah. told him it was so much better that no more biopsies, no more, they can come back in a year. So he was they're well, really happy about that.
2: Uh, that just made my day. Yeah. So uh, because you know, that's actually something that I tell all these uh people, you know, mm-hmm. especially the men with uh, you know prostate, with prostate issues. Possibly
3: prostate cancer. or,
2: or even BPA. Yeah. I mean, either for one. goodness sakes. So, you know, I just tell them, you know, okay, you've got to stop it. You've got to change this. So, mm-hmm. Great. Fantastic. So, yeah, news. that was that's that was actually good news. Yeah. We just got busy and I forgot to tell you. Well, we a <laughs> great time to tell me, see, yep. right in front of all these other people out here too. Um, okay, next thing came out uh, in the past week has come out about sugar and salt.
3: Well, um, one of the big things that hit even the real big shows this we're, week we're salt was out. that it. They've always said that salt was what was the problem with high blood pressure, right? And the new research is saying no, mm. it's probably mm. sugar.
2: You know, time and time again, you know, as those of you who've listened to this show more than once, probably realize Janine and I do a lot of lab work on a lot of patients. Yes. And we see, I see untold numbers of these people come in that we do their lab work, and they have low sodium. And, And it's all because they've been scared literally to death. To, to take a salt shaker.
3: Right. People will lower yeah. their salt intake, but right. they just seem to not want to lower their sugar intake. Well, you know, the thing about it is salt
2: isn't addictive. Sugar, sugar is. is. It's as addictive as heroin. Yes. Think about that.
3: They yeah. actually show that when they do some studies where they give people sugar, it lights up the same part of the brain that heroin does. It's right. Yeah. So it gives you this feeling.
2: So if And the bad thing about it is, you know, like I say, salt doesn't do that. I mean, you know, granted, you might want salt, but like salty taste, but it doesn't do that. But uh, sugar actually does. And back to the salt thing, when you take somebody who is so low in sodium, you know, your nervous system gets to where it can't function properly. And that can lead, actually lead, and they found in some of the other studies, that it can actually lead to hypertension. Yes, it can be the opposite
3: of what they've always thought. Too low of sodium starts changing so many things in the body the body has to alter things and change chemicals to be able to handle it because you have to have sodium. Right. Now, we're not saying just to go out and eat all the salt nope. you want because that's not true. And what this article says that we're fixing to get to is, yes, salt can be a problem because of processed foods.
2: It is. but And now you brought up something really interesting. Processed foods. This is a, this is a statistic that should just scare the bejesus out of you. 90 cents out of every food dollar spent in America is spent on processed food. Yeah. What happened to all the real food? <laughs> 10% is all It's <laughs> like, okay, that doesn't exist much anymore. You know, nobody wants to cook. I had a guy uh, yesterday, and he said, well, I just don't have time to do all that stuff. I said, well, are you going to have time when you have a heart attack? Well... Uh, what are you getting at? I said, well, when you get sick enough and you have a heart attack or whatever, and you wind up in the hospital, are you still going to say you don't have time for this? Right. I said, you don't have a choice. Because, you know, we've yeah. talked
3: about before, I do cook a lot. And you do. And I don't necessarily have the time, but I make the time.
2: Well, I think our ancestors, if they had not had the time to cook, we wouldn't be here today. Exactly. So, okay. I mean, you have to you have to set your priorities. That's right. And we
3: definitely can say we yeah never or barely ever eat processed foods uh, i make everything
2: pretty much yeah pretty so much i never, do make yeah.
3: everything and i even have, and i make time for it and i work full time yes and i mean we do go in every day and see patients we do so you know it's not that i don't work yeah
2: um but so it I, can be done it can be done right i but, spend
3: a day on the weekend preparing food for the whole
2: week that's true <clears throat> mm-hmm. um now and a lot of people did that forever you know but mm-hmm. this particular study and we're looking at today there's another study that kind of goes along with that about Harvard, uh, the School of Public Health, and, and so on. And they've, they've you know, teamed up with some other folks, too. <clears throat> but they talk about the average 12-ounce can of soda contains 10 teaspoons of sugar. Yes. And they even went so far, because a 12-ounce is now a tiny little guy, yeah. you want the 20 Most ounce.
3: people eat, drink the
2: 20-ounce. And how many things of sugar is in that? 17. 17. Take a glass of tea. Yes. Or anything you might drink. And sit there and count seventeen Teens teaspoons, teaspoons of, sugar. of sugar. I guarantee you you'll get sick before you finish that one. And
3: and, and part pretty much their study yeah. when they actually, you know, broke it all down, what they said was downing just one 12 ounce can of typical sweetened beverage. And it wasn't just about sodas, it was also fruit juices. Fruit juices, which, which is, is a nothing biggie. but sugar right. also can add fifteen pounds a year to you. So we're talking about weight. And in children, just one sweetened beverage a day fuels a 60% increase in the risk of obesity. And the, Mar- Mar- the American teenage boy drinks three times that much.
2: Yeah, they drink three a day on average.
3: Yes. So right there, it just shows you. Just, I mean, start drinking water.
2: They also, they looked at the, what they call the NHANES, which is a nurse, big, long nursing study that's been going on for, God, 20-something years, I guess. And they found that people, anyone, who had one or more servings a day of a sugar sweetened soft drink or fruit punch, which is basically what you call fruit juice, because 10% fruit juice and the rest of it sugar, is basically what you buy. Yep. And when you have that, you increase. You have nearly twice the likelihood of having type two diabetes. Yep. By just one serving a day.
3: And they're wondering, you know, why everyone's getting more obese.
2: Something and like 60% more of the population is obese or overweight. So it's the sugar. Yeah
3: and we were we were we've been telling people that for years and so we were kind of glad today when that hit the news is that they were saying oh well now we think it's the sugar. I'm like, oh, it's been the sugar. Yeah, it's not the salt. It's the sugar. Now, you know, you don't want to overdo salt again, nope, nope, but nope, you nope. do need salt for the muscles to contract and relax.
2: But they say the majority of your salt is taken in through processed for processed foods. foods. Right.
3: So go to a real food diet.
2: All right. Can't stress it enough. Yeah. Okay, we gonna about to, time to run up on a break here. Yeah, so we'll be back, we be back to talk about
3: headaches. Yeah, headaches.
4: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally you'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life,
4: your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox@doctorsnutrition.com. at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, welcome back.
2: We're, uh, we're Our main topic tonight is headaches.
3: Yeah, and what a common thing. Oh,
2: my goodness. Now, when you think about, and everybody's had a headache, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, you know, probably
3: everybody has had one at some time. At
2: some point in their life. It's right.
3: rare for someone that doesn't ever have a headache.
2: But did you know that there's over a hundred and fifty different kinds of headaches? Oh yeah, there's tons of different headaches. I mean, there's hundred and fifty. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the statistics on that,
3: and they show that 45 million Americans suffer from chronic, recurring headaches, not right. just a little headache occasionally. But forty-five million and twenty-eight million of those are migraines,
2: and those are the bad boys.
3: Oh yeah, migraines yeah. are no fun for anyone that's ever had them.
2: You know, I'm sure everybody has had a little tension headache. You know, that's the one where you know the ball gets to you, stress. Yeah. You know, the football game that you're losing or whatever. You know, the, when you watch the Saints, that happens a lot. But uh, <laughs> we won't go there. Uh, anyhow, the the tension headache is is quite common, and and I think pretty much everybody's probably experienced that. The migraine is a little different animal.
3: Right. Migraine headaches are... I mean, you see a lot... And migraines are the more debilitating headaches, I would say.
2: Right. Oh, definitely.
3: where people tend to have the... that You know, they can have dizziness. They can actually have vomiting. They can right. actually have blurred vision. They can have auras. They right. can... I mean, a lot of times, you know, you talk to people that actually have migraines, and the best thing they want to do is get, get in a room and get in a dark room.
2: Yes. You know, and the thing about a migraine is it can last from a few hours to days. days or know. weeks. Or weeks, yeah. We've so, actually had run into yeah. that where it actually lasted much longer than a day or two. Uh, and that's just amazing when you think about that many people, you know, complaining about that and think about all the days of work missed and things oh, yeah. like that.
3: Lots of days
2: missed. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, and, and the thing is, is you want to try to get to, because migraines, I mean, they were like, okay, there's no exact known cause. Yeah, that's, um, that's kind of what in medicine, advanced, yeah, yeah, it, it, what it, medicine always yeah. says is there's just really no cause. They know that it can actually trigger abnormal brain activity, and it can affect the blood vessels in the brain, and they know that.
2: We know it. Oh, we know um and it, and it, I know. think
3: there's multiple reasons. I don't think there's one reason. Everybody that has migraines. That's not all from the same cause. No. I think there's many things that can actually cause a migraine.
2: Uh, I've, I've witnessed and, and seen a lot of people over the years with migraine syndrome, and they almost all had different triggers is what they yes. call it, a trigger. A
3: trigger. And some people, it might be the food. Some right. people, it might be you know alcohol. It right. could be a smell. It could be, you know, starts out as a tension headache and turns into a migraine. You can have hormone-related migraines. You can have... So many different things. What we always try to tell people is, you know, we want to do lab work to see if there's any underlying problems.
2: That's yes, because it could be something as simple as anemia.
3: It is. I mean, actually iron. an iron deficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just telling you earlier that a little girl came in today, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. She has had a headache for three weeks. She has that's, missed three weeks of school.
2: That's a long time.
3: And when she did go to a doctor, you know, they didn't run any lab work on her. They actually said, well, let's do an MRI, which... Good idea, because you want to rule out the worsening things, like right. rule out a brain tumor and rule, oh, yeah. rule, All out, stuff, right. rule out some of the structural problems, which that is the rarity, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. So it's a good idea to rule it out, but even her dad said, don't you want to do some lab work? Oh, no. Well, she has a history of when she was a kid being anemic.
2: She's still a kid, but when you uh, were oh, yeah, when she was but, younger. But she, okay When she was younger. <laughs> okay. She's
3: a okay. teenager now.
2: She's a teenager now. Um, oh, big difference.
3: So, of course, we did a full panel on her. Right. I actually ran our expanded panel. Mm -hmm. which checks for a lot of deficiencies. And I added a ferritin, which is stored iron. I added a magnesium, which magnesium.
2: That's really big.
3: Huge role in migraines. Big. Yes. In other countries, um, one of the first-line treatment, not in this country, but if you go to an emergency room with a migraine, they will IV magnesium.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You know, in uh, Europe especially, that's one of their – and it's it's so common that that's the first thing they do. But, you know – and I, I've explained this to people before us. So, you know, I think about Europe. they say, well, why don't we do that in America? Because in Europe, they are socialized medicine. So they're looking for the cheapest way to treat something and right. the most effective. Well, they know that, that what they call medically, we call it a bolus of magnesium. In other words, a big dose yeah. all at once. That bolus of magnesium actually will break that migraine syndrome Many, many, many times. Yeah, it is very to, successful without having to use drugs that might cost a lot of money. Now, I've so, had a few people that come in our store. Yes,
3: that have migraines. That you know, we put them on stuff, and it definitely starts helping. But if they do get a migraine, they'll even say, "I'll take a handful of magnesium," and yes, it'll cause me diarrhea.
2: Yes, but I'd well, rather have
3: diarrhea than a migraine. <laughs> so it the, a big amount of magnesium. Of course, IV is always going to be the more instant. Well,
2: it's just faster.
3: But in this okay. country, you go to the ER and ask for an IV of magnesium, and they'll probably laugh at you.
2: Oh, they would. They'd yeah. give you a shot of Dimerol and tell you to. they give you pain medicine <laughs> and send do. you on your way. Well, yeah. We're not going to give you that magnesium, though. No, but not that a simple.
3: lot of headaches over the years, mm-hmm. even tension headaches or migraine headaches, do respond to magnesium.
2: You know, and something like, what, 90-something percent of the population is, is magnesium deficient. Deficiency? Right, because our soil yeah. is so
3: depleted in magnesium. Right. And magnesium is so important in the relaxation of the muscles. And they even know, that's one of the things they do know with migraines, is that it actually can affect the musculature around the head and so it is affected by migraines. Right, And so relaxing that makes sense that it would help. And on tension headaches, definitely, because oh, yeah, in tension no headaches, it is muscular usually.
2: Typically. Mm-hmm.
3: And like I said, in migraines, it's a lot vascular, mm-hmm. but it's also can be tension. Um, we do have a product that we use called migranol mm-hmm. and it does have the magnesium in it, but it also has like a high dose of B2.
2: Which has also been shown to help, especially with the migraines.
3: With the vascular relaxation. Vascular relaxation, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, it, and then it has Feverfew, which Feverfew has a lot of research for migraine prevention. Right. And that's what we do more. We don't have stuff that when you get a migraine, you can take it and it stops it. We use more of things that prevent migraines. Don't get them in the first place. Well, you know, a lot of nutrition and overall health, that's right. what you want to do.
2: Uh, e- even one that uh, we've got had a lot of the local neurologists that, that deal with these people sometimes uh, send them to us because we have a product called Petidolex, right? which is the—it's an extract of a plant called a butterbur, which looks to me like a big giant plant. Uh, Elephant ear or something—I don't know—but the bulb, they actually extract this uh, pediolax from it, and that stuff is wonderful and for a lot of these migraine sufferers. If they'll take it perpetually, in other words, right, it's it is a preventative, a preventative. It's
3: preventative also.
2: It's not to treat; it's to prevent. And you know, the thing you can do if you can prevent one of those headaches, it's a whole lot better than having to treat one.
3: Right. You don't want to wait until you get it and then can't work. You want to prevent because right. over the years, the people that come in and have had migraines forever really do get really good success when we
2: do lab work and we treat underlying problems. Sometimes you look at things that, you know, like, for instance, a, a thyroid that you don't think about. Yeah. It's, it's you know, It may be a subclinical thyroid that's not really, you know, just jumping up and down and shouting at you that, hey, I got a thyroid problem. But <clears throat> when you find these little nuances on, on that, that we can find in the biochemistry of a person, change it through the lab work, you know, and monitor it. Uh, a lot of times. And a lot of times it can even it. be
3: triggered by some of the chemicals in the food.
2: Uh, you know, um, They know that yeah.
3: migraines can be,
2: you know, MSG oh, easily huge. can actually trigger a migraine. And then some of the other things, you know, that uh, that have been, there's been some at least talk about because some of the other food additives that they use, even things like the trans fats. I mean, as strange as that sounds. Yeah. But there's, there was actually some talk about that at one time that, you know, that potentially— these things are detrimental to the vascular, yeah. you know, structures and you know the uh, blood vessels all over the body. And hey, it could be easily be one of those that's going into the head too. So, I well, could yeah, but that. even
3: like like MSG MSG's is an, is an excitotoxin. It is. And anything that can be an excitotoxin, which is some of the other chemicals in the foods as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, artificial sweeteners, they, for Yeah, instance.
3: artificial sweeteners mm-hmm. are excitotoxins. A
2: lot of your food, I mean, your, uh, what you call flavor enhancers. Yes. Other, other flavors, artificial flavors. And there's so colorings. many
3: hidden sources of MSG. Oh, God. And there's no doubt yes. that that can actually trigger the excitement of the neurons in the brain, which then can bring on a migraine.
2: Yeah, that you know, there, when you talk about those hidden sources, you know, when you start reading labels— on food you know you realize that whatever you're reading is really not food
3: yeah and if you know don't know what something is you probably shouldn't be eating it
2: yeah you know, uh some of the lectures we've sent through on food and and over the years uh, i've had heard one author say that you know if it's got more than three ingredients yeah you probably shouldn't eat it right three yeah. ingredients now think about it. Now, when you pick up a label on something and it's got 40 different things on it you know that you're getting stuff you, you, yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, when you
3: start can't pronounce half the words that are in it, it's not you food. don't need to be eating it.
2: It's not food.
3: Talk about processed.
2: Right. It's not food.
3: And so headaches, I mean, the first thing we tell people, get off processed food. Totally. Get off processed food, number one. Magnesium, cheap and easy. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something that you
2: can do very
3: inexpensively.
2: Right. It's always something to try. It's the easiest thing to try. Yeah. Uh, it, it's cheap, too. I mean, it's very inexpensive to do, you know, to get magnesium. I and mean, when you look at 90 something percent of the population is deficient, chances yeah. are you are. Well, like
3: I said, yeah. we can then start doing more stuff like the Feverfew or the Pedidule X. Mm-hmm. And something else that actually has had really good research for migraine headaches is something called 5-HTP.
2: It really has. Uh, and we've seen so many people over the years that respond well very to the well 5-HTP. 5-HTP.
3: Because actually, 5-HTP actually increases serotonin.
2: Yeah, It turns into serotonin. It turns
3: right. into serotonin. And a lot of people, it's the chemical imbalance, and they know that migraines can be triggered by chemical imbalances as well. Like low serotonin. Yeah, low serotonin. And so the 5-HTP works really well. It takes about 300 milligrams to be effective. Um, I tell people, if you don't take enough of it, it's like taking a baby aspirin for a headache. It just ain't going to work. It's not going to work. No. Um, I mean, I've had people come in and say, well, I tried 50 milligrams. Well, that ain't going to do it for That's an adult. Not mm-hmm. you know, now, if you were two or three, maybe. Mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. But you got to take enough of it to make a difference. But the 5 HCP we've seen be very successful at helping migraines as well.
2: And and, and helping as far as prevention. And Yes. And, you know, if you can prevent these things from happening. Yeah, we're talking about better.
3: prevention now. Now, yeah. most of what we do in nutrition and alternative medicine is preventing migraines. It's not something to treat them once you mm-hmm. get
2: them. Now, once you've got one, it's going to take something pretty big and pretty <laughs> heavy-handed. Yes, so to it's
3: more about but if you can prevent them, that's the thing. Because a lot of people have them. Now, some people might have them once a year, but some people may have them... Way more often.
2: Uh, we have people come into us that have them uh, you know two or three a month.
3: right. and if it keeps you out of work a day or two each time, that's a lot of wasted time and money that you don't make and right. You know, production and your employers are,
2: yeah. you know, losing <laughs> out
3: too because they don't have enough help. So there's a lot of things that go on with migraine headaches.
2: Yeah, there really is. Uh just kind of makes life kind of miserable for everybody, yeah. so to speak. With
3: yeah, that. we figure we'd do the whole first segment on migraines just because it is so common. Well,
2: and it's that important. It
3: is. It really and is. And we're going to talk about some of the other headaches when we come back. Yes, because there's a lot of other kind of headaches and a lot of other things that you can do for other types of headaches.
2: There certainly are. And uh, we'll be back in uh, just a few minutes or with a new segment. Go from there.
3: Yeah.
4: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens, and many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them, not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally, and maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life,
4: your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox.com at DoctorsNutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen.
2: We're talking about headaches tonight, and we just got through the last segment talking about the migraine. migraine headaches. Which is not good.
3: No, and another really common one is the tension headache. I mean, you mentioned it, you but... I just
2: kind of branching because I think everybody's had one of those. <clears throat> yeah, but it's probably one of the more common headaches. It is most common, and it's it something that uh, a lot of times, it's not about prevention with well, that one. Well, it might be. If it you can, could
3: be, but there are yeah, some other things you can do. But stress, stress tends to bring huge. that one
2: on. So
3: yeah. we're talking about, you know, and another thing that can bring on tension headaches is not getting enough sleep.
2: You know, that's a, we see that a lot. Yes. Uh, folks that, you know, actually disturbed sleep is is really, I would say, an epidemic in right. America. It really is. Uh, I, we see that every day. And people, you know, they're coming in and they they don't like taking the, you know, the, heavy pharmaceutical drugs to go to sleep but yet they can't sleep without something
3: yeah and And there's a lot of things you can do uh, to help with sleep i would say it's an epidemic and we've talked we had a sleep episode not too long ago yeah we did um Mm -hmm. but sleep does actually not sleeping well increases tension headaches well it's
2: going to mess up your whole body
3: and stress increases tension headaches and one thing that can definitely bring on a tension headache is high cortisol well,
2: I was going to say that goes back to that stress thing, right? And,
3: yep. And high cortisol makes you also not sleep. So it's like a cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so with cortisol, one of the best things to do is to first have it checked.
2: You know, at just last week, or I think it was last week, had somebody come in who thought they had adrenal exhaustion, so they were taking something as a stimulant.
4: Yep. When we did I see the, that one a lot.
2: When we did the lab work, their cortisol was through the roof. Yeah. I said, okay, stop whatever you're doing because you're you're actually going it the wrong way. right? Yeah. And they couldn't believe it. They said, well, but I've got adrenal exhaustion. Who says? You know, right here is showing your adrenals are going working overtime. And this person couldn't believe that their cortisol was not. And high.
3: a lot of times what you'll do is you can actually have a pattern of you have maybe part of the adrenals not working properly, so it lowers the DHEA.
2: Well, and I think that in that and case, then, that's what that one is And doing. then we see a lot low. of that
3: pattern where the DHEA is low, but With yet the cortisol's cortisol is high. sky high. Right. And, but if you do an adrenal stimulant, you're going to actually worsen the cortisol, right. and you're really not going to affect that DHEA at all. Not at all. So, I mean, our approach, if that's the pattern, mm-hmm. is to supplement the DHEA accordingly, mm-hmm. depending on if it's a male or a female and how low it is. And at the same time, use something we have that we developed called Cortisol Soothe that actually lowers cortisol. That's exactly
2: what I put this person on, right? And
3: it's an adaptogen. Mm -hmm. So it makes the body adapt to stress better. Mm -hmm. And so if you have high cortisol and that's causing your headaches, something like Cortisol Soothe can definitely help with the headaches.
2: And the only way you're going to know if you've got high cortisol is is to check check
3: it. it. Because the symptoms for high and low are so similar Oh, they are. That I, I've had people before where I would swear that it was high, and when we get it back, it's low, and the other way around.
2: Well, that's what this person had done. Yep. They had read all the symptoms of you know, adrenal exhaustion or low cortisol, and they said, oh, that's what I've got, and then come to find out. No, they actually had the opposite. Right. So we had to calm those adrenals down. We want to support them. You, know, you need the B vitamins and all right. that stuff to help them you know, recover. And some of these adaptogens can help, kind of, you know, calm down. Yeah, because down what cortisol soothes
3: is all adaptogens. It's it's all makes it makes the body adapt to stress better. And right. to me, we live in a stressful world, and yes. stress contributes to a lot of health problems, not just headaches, but I would say it's one of the biggest contributors. It can be even one of the triggers for migraines, like we just
2: talked mm-hmm. about. It, it is a trigger for almost yeah, anything. it is. Yeah.
3: Stress is not good for you. So no, it isn't. Again, it's one reason to check it. And medically, that's not something that's checked on a routine basis.
2: I would venture to say it's virtually never checked. It's rare. It's rare
3: unless they suspect something like Addison's right. or Cushing's, right. which are extremes, which most people don't have. Um, they don't usually check it. No. So we do tell people just call us anytime. Yes. We can do lab work all over the United States. We've, uh, we've we can actually yes. order your lab work wherever you are.
2: Pretty much wherever the yeah. person might be, as long as you're, long as you're this, near yeah.
3: a draw station. Mm-hmm. You know, we actually you know can send send people in. Um, so that's something that you definitely want to do so you know where you are.
2: That's the only way you're going to know what's going on. Really. And
3: that's the first thing, mm-hmm. even with that 16-year-old little girl today, the yep. first thing I did was lab work. And cortisol is going to be one of those. And tests. Cortisol, cortisol, is one of those tests. I because did what we call. Our, I did our expanded panel, which actually tests all your basics. It tests your liver, your kidneys, your immune system, you know, your CBC, your blood counts, because she's had a history of anemia. I added a ferritin, which is stored mm-hmm. iron, because of her anemia. I added a magnesium, because again, magnesium is so important in headaches. It is. Um. So, it and it does the thyroid. It does vitamin D. It does B twelve. It does. Blood sugar. Blood sugar is another thing that can affect headaches.
2: I was going to say that we haven't got to that one yet, but no, but we haven't. But that is a biggie. And I get so many people who tell me that they're they think they're hypoglycemic. Yeah. And when we do the lab work to verify what's going on, they're actually going into the hyper. In yeah. other words, they're, they're pre-diabetic. They're just about diabetic, but they think, like, oh, I'm, I'm hypoglycemic. But I've in a lot of sugar. kids, right?
3: You can say that. In in like I said, twenty percent of kids now are actually having headaches, chronic headaches.
2: That's pretty and good. And that's bit. a lot. Yeah. I mean,
3: you know, one in five.
2: That's actually a pretty it, good amount. Yeah. Think about that. That's, you know, 20 years from now, we'll have, you know, half the population yeah. with headaches every day or something.
3: And so one of the things we always talk about is hypoglycemia. Mm-hmm. And hypoglycemia, definitely, when they have that drop in blood sugar, you do get a headache and you feel dizzy and almost feel like you're going to pass out. And
2: that goes back to the plain old diet. Thing. Yeah,
3: and that again goes back to stopping the sugar. People think, well, I'm uh-huh. hypoglycemic, I need more sugar. That is absolutely false.
2: It's it's the actual opposite of what you yes. need.
3: If you stop eating sugar, you won't have that spike in insulin, which later you won't have that dip in that fall. Right. So stop the sugar, and you'll see a big difference in the headaches if you are hypoglycemic.
2: Now, I had a conversation this morning with somebody who's kind of having that little pattern. And I said, we have to increase your fat in your diet. And this person looked at me like, oh my God, fat? (laughs) I said, that, yeah. You you know, when you start talking about the American diet. And we're not talking about fried foods. No, 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 no. We're talking about good fat. We're talking about good fats. Okay. I was talking about coconut oil, uh, you know, walnut oil, things like that, good fats. Yeah. Olive oil, for instance. Yeah. This particular person thought I was nuts because I said, well, okay, for 40-something years, they've told America that, you know, it's low-fat, 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 low-fat. And America has gotten what? Fatter, 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 and more problems. More diabetes now than ever before. And it ain't, you know, you'll never see somebody get diabetes from eating too much fat. No. Don't happen. It's the sugar. Yeah. Okay. But that's back to the headache thing. You know, anytime these people have that that these wild swings in that blood sugar, where it's real low and then real high and then back to low again, you can have headaches. That'll cause, if nothing else, that's causing stress on the body. You're going to have, if nothing else, a simple tension headache. From
3: yeah, it. like I yeah. said, so you can definitely get headaches from blood sugar problems. Right.
2: So it's just something else that needs to be ruled out. Right. You know, it's when you start looking at one of the worst kinds of is that cluster headache. Oh yeah. You know, that that's probably one it's of the one most It's one of the severe. least
3: common but most severe.
2: Yes, it is the most severe. And it's not cluster because it's, you know, clustered in a bunch of different places in the head. It's usually in one or two places, typically behind the eyes or the eye region. And it doesn't really change size. These people are in such bad pain that they honestly can't even sit still. Yeah. They pace. I mean, they they just kind of pace, walk back and forth with their head throbbing all the time. And it's cluster, call it a cluster headache because they come in clusters. You'll have a headache today, you might get over it for a half a day or so, and then boom, it hits you again. Yeah. And so it's just a cluster of these, you know, horrible No matter headaches. what
3: kind of headache it is, we always recommend lab work so we can see if there's any underlying problem causing it.
2: You know, any time that the, that the human body isn't working as efficiently as it should. It's it off a red light. It's a, it's a red light. you know, And you can either ignore that red light or you can do some diagnostic right. work and find out what it is. It's like
3: if a light in your car came on. Right. You wouldn't just ignore it until it got so bad that it stopped. True. And that's what people do with other warning signs. Right. They think, oh, well, it's just a little bit of warning sign. Yeah. I'm going to ignore this for a while. And maybe it'll go away. Yeah, maybe it'll stop. <laughs> and I do say, you know, an occasional headache is totally different story. Now, that right. sometimes is you can actually have a, a virus or you can have, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of a fever. I mean, fever those those it are it, short-term right. headaches that will resolve on their own mm-hmm. um, because they're actually caused by an infection or a fever or another problem.
2: And fever is quite common yes. to cause headaches. It's
3: these cancer. chronic headaches that we're talking about needs to be addressed. Exactly. And, you know, another very common chronic headache especially if it's cyclic is hormonal
2: yeah we hadn't got to that one yet yeah here it comes <laughs> yeah if we if
3: you have women that's one of the questions yeah. i always ask females yeah is does it matter what time of the month it is yes if it is cyclic and you get a headache every time at the same time of the month according to your cycle then it is probably hormonal
2: Typically speaking, and and that's one that we see quite often with females too. Yes, they we really do. do. You see
3: a lot of hormone headaches, mm-hmm. and I mean, last week we had a whole show about dienol methane or DIM. Right. And we didn't even get to—I don't think—the hormonal headaches that no. it actually helps. We didn't even. There were so many things we didn't get uh, to. I was going
2: to say it was only an hour show, so we. Didn't, <laughs> yeah, so we didn't we we get didn't to get everything to that of, it does, but that's right. what
3: we use a lot right. for hormonal headaches now. Kind of the funny thing is that's one of its side effects at first is it can actually make a hormonal
2: headache. That's why we have to ramp it up a,
3: We start low on the dosage low. and mm-hmm. then we increase it because we have actually found that if you start too high and you change those hormones too quick, even a hormonal change that is good can actually trigger a hormonal headache.
2: If these people are prone to them, they yes. sure can.
3: And so we do it slowly. Very slowly. And th- even in men, men can actually also have hormonal headaches. They can.
2: They and really can.
3: With the, us seeing the epidemic of low testosterone, mm-hmm. you're seeing a hormonal change in men. But men don't have the changes through the month the way no. that women do. Men's hormones, I mean, if they fall, they stay low. If they aren't, they stay the same. They stay the same most of the time. It's a change in hormones that tends to trigger a migraine. That's why it's so much more um, common in women.
2: Yes. All right. Um, now, we will see that a lot of these men with headaches but now they're more of a chronic kind of a headache at that point when if they've got low t is everybody yeah it, it might be
3: a chronic headache not
2: really cyclic it's not cyclic it's just a chronic dull headache a lot and you know of course blood pressure will do that in some people oh, yeah. too so you always want to rule that out
3: and blood is that's the easy thing to do if somebody comes in and tells me they have a dull headache
2: that's usually that's the first thing, a thing i do lot is of go have a seat pressure, right
3: Rest for a few minutes, I'm going to come over and take your blood pressure. Um, Because to me, with blood pressure checks, you do want
2: to rest for a few minutes. And
3: if their blood pressure is high, a lot of times it is the blood pressure actually causing the dull headache.
2: Right. And that may be the only symptom they have of high blood pressure, too.
3: It is. Because people always say, well, I don't have any symptoms. That's why they call it the silent killer. Mm -hmm. I I always tell the people that have headaches with high blood pressure that they're the lucky ones. Yes. They had something to warn them.
2: That's true. They had something (laughs) to tell them something was wrong. That's very true. And
3: I do. I say, you're one of the lucky ones. They look at me like I'm crazy. I said, well, you had a warning sign to tell you something's wrong. Many people don't know. That's true. And they don't know to have it checked. And so... That's another reason for headaches. Like I said, we talked about 150 different kinds of headaches, so you can go on about different kinds of I headaches. I think we've only
2: done about 10.
3: Oh, yeah. We're talking about <laughs> the most common ones because it's only an hour show.
2: And there's 140 other ones out there. My goodness. So there's,
3: yeah. there are so many different, and there and you don't have to just have one kind of headache.
2: No, it's quite common to have people that, uh, that have both. They'll have the tension headaches routinely, yeah. but then they will have those migraine, or in female, they'll have the hormonal headaches. Yeah. So.
3: And when we come back, we're going to talk more about the sinus and allergy headaches, which is another very common problem, especially in our area, because we live in a very allergy-prone area.
2: We live in the capital.
3: Yes, so we'll be back.
4: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them, not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally and maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition You can find Doctors Nutrition online at DoctorsNutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit DoctorsNutritionMedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health,
4: your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox.com at DoctorsNutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about headaches tonight. Yeah,
3: and now we're going to talk about allergy oh, wow. and sinus headaches.
2: You know, and like Janine said before the break, uh, we live in, in South Mississippi, uh, very far south, deep, deep, deep south. If you turn left out of our parking lot, you go in the ocean. And when we found that this is probably the most horrific place for allergens because we have something growing and blooming and dying all all year, year long. long. Yeah, I, I mean it, it never, d- never
3: stop. we don't nah. have the freezes. we nah. don't have the where everything's frozen over and it kills everything and you nah. don't have the blooms.
2: We're always dealing it, with something and something that's that's really big in our area, one of the biggest allergens in our area is the various fungi that grow and molds molds and fungi. Mm-hmm. and these things can cause headaches in a lot of susceptible individuals. Yes, I, we have folks here. That will actually tell us when they go visit relatives in another state, their headaches and so on go away. Yeah. and when they come back, they have headaches. And we're in a very humid
3: uh, climate, so we do humid. see a lot. That's one of our one of the biggest headaches we see is the sinus headaches. Right. Now, even people with chronic sinus sinus and chronic sinus problems actually have a lot of headaches. Yes, and that can actually be not just from allergies. It may have started with an allergy, but it sets up infection. And right. a lot of times, it's not just bacterial, which most of those people that come in have taken antibiotic after antibiotic after antibiotic, which we've talked about how bad that can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, they start killing off all their probiotics, and then they start growing fungus in the sinuses.
2: And we see that probably more common than anything. We on really do. We see a lot of
3: people. chronic sinuses with headaches are actually Fungi, fungi, and actually mm-hmm. candida and any fungus problems, even if it's not just in the sinuses, headaches is a symptom.
2: It is because of the toxins they get. Yeah,
3: out. so you know headaches in general. One of the you know one of the things that can cause it is just an overgrowth of right. candida or other types of fungus. Right. And you know, with us being an allergen area, we did we do have a product that we've come up with that is a really good product for allergies. It's called Uh, Hour 7 Plus.
2: Oh, it is something else. It really is. And
3: it is the plus is extra stuff added to a. There is something called Hour 7 that is a patented blend, Mm -hmm. but we added the plus to it, which is extra things added to it, which makes it work way better. Um, so in things like quercetin and even the feverfew that we talked about Mm -hmm. is in there. It is. Because feverfew can actually help allergy headaches along with other headaches. Although if somebody has a severe allergy to ragweed, they may not do well with feverfew.
2: Because feverfew is in that family.
3: Exactly. So you kind of have to, you know, know know the person's history and know what's going on and know exactly. That's why we always recommend don't just go out and take something. Give us a call. Tell us your symptoms. Tell us what's going on with you, and let us find out what the best product for you is. Because yes. there's a lot of different ones out there.
2: There really is, you know. And I think you brought up a real point there too. You know, don't just go taking something just to be taking something. Right. Talk to us. It doesn't cost you anything no. to call us.
3: It's free consultation right. always, and you can call us. And if we're with someone, we'll give you a call back when we have a chance. And we, right. we try to make all our calls back in the same day.
2: That's that's our goal yep. at least. Yeah. And
3: um, another thing for the sinus sinus that we use a lot is um olive leaf extract. Yes, which is an antibacterial, an antiviral, antifungal, antiparasite. So it's kind yeah. of a catch-all for things that can grow in the sinuses.
2: It really is, and it
3: works really good for sinus problems. But you know,
2: even you know, we've talked about our environment here. But even if you're in a, a different environment, let's say, for instance, you're up in the uh, uh, the northern regions of of America or somewhere where it's cold and you're shut in, you know, you can develop a lot of allergens just simply from a, a closed environment, right? Especially if if somebody. Uh, is still smoker, you know, because yeah. that that secondhand smoke is is really uh, notorious for causing headaches in a lot of people. I know I'm one of them.
3: And a lot of times, uh, if you have tons of mucus in the and then breaking yes. up that mucus with something like NAC could help. So there's right. so many different things. You know, headaches is such a broad topic, and it there's is. such a broad thing to to talk about because there's so many different things you can do for it. But there, we want to get the point across tonight that there is something you can do about it. If there's, you have a chronic headache, you don't have to live with it.
2: No, that's true. I mean, I think the, the, the point being that if you have these chronic headaches or anything really that's chronic in your health, you know, there's something wrong. Yeah. You know, and, and something needs to be done about it. And you, know, and you just have to keep digging and you know, turning over new leaves till you find out what that particular problem is. Might take a while, but sooner or later, we'll figure it out. And because yeah. I, I, that, that, that's, that's our job, if you will. Is to figure out what causes all these problems, and sometimes, most of the time, I'd say the majority of the time, some natural product can actually help these people. Oh yeah, restore and it health. might
3: take like, with there's a combination of headaches, and it might take a combination of things if Probably there's more will. than one reason for the exactly. headache. And but like we, you know, we've always said, you know, a lot of times, you know, medically they'll give you pain medication, they'll do you. Mm-hmm. No one's headaches is caused from a deficiency of pain medication.
2: I haven't seen that one yet. No, but... no,
3: you can have. Now, one of the most common headaches is a rebound.
2: Or withdrawal. Headache, or withdrawal right. from <laughs> pain medication. Yes.
3: So you can actually say the pain medication can, in the long run, make the headaches worse.
2: Yeah, we see that one all the time, too.
3: Yeah, so we try to get to the root of the problem, try to do, help some of the nutritional deficiencies that you may have to actually help prevent the problem instead of waiting for it to come.
2: You know, there's even been some work on these people with migraines, especially, and the back to the probiotic thing that mm-hmm. we talked about before the at the opening of the show. Uh, there's actually been some studies about that, how it affects the 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 brain and and uh, you know neurochemistry. Well, it does which, help
3: the neurochemistry. They know which, that. I mean, which there's can
2: m- be part of the, the
3: probiotics are just amazing.
2: They really are, and you know, it's it within like I say within the past couple of years, it's just come out everywhere. Every time you pick up a journal or something, it's got at least. One. Something- I don't care if the journal's on. You know, underwater basket weaving. It'll have something in there about probiotics can, can help. Probiotics can help
3: it really is a big area of research right, right
2: now. It is, but the, you know these headaches. You know, a lot of times, you know, kids especially, like you mentioned, the young girl this morning. You know what's kind of interesting about that? Usually, if little boys have headaches, they will grow out of them a lot of times. A lot of girls do not. They don't. They tend to get worse because actually, of yeah, hormones. hormones. Yeah, because yeah,
3: hormone. No hormones. You know, women, men come in that's had a hormonal change and they're like oh something's wrong i don't like this and i'm like you know women have had this ups and down their whole life right because you know they just it just a normal cycle of a female those hormones are up and down all month right and the hormonal changes can trigger headaches not in all people because some women never have headaches some women have headaches constantly right you know so you just don't know but they have shown that it's actually if In kids, the boys will grow out of it. Right. But the girls are three times more likely to continue having headaches through adult head because of the hormones. Simply because
2: of the hormones. Yes.
3: So I do say women probably are worse than men. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we didn't mention one other problem that can cause really bad headaches is structural problems in the neck. Yes. We've got to mention that because that can actually make a huge difference. And if you do have a structural problem in the neck... I'm going to a chiropractor. Getting yeah. adjusted is the best thing you can do for it.
4: Yeah, um, find, it, find much, a good chiropractor. Yeah. And, uh, it find find a good it. chiropractor,
3: mm-hmm. and the best thing you can do is get adjusted, and it's way better than just trying to medicate it, which never fixes the problem. Taking right. a pain medicine, don't change that structural problem. Nope. Getting adjusted can actually change the structural problem and keep you from having the headaches. And a lot of times, getting adjustments can actually help all different kinds of headaches. It can help even allergy headaches because mm-hmm. adjusting C2 sometimes can actually help with the allergies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you can actually, that's just something else to do because it's always better if you can do it naturally.
2: Right. It really is. You know, time that you can use a, a natural approach, you know, uh, Hippocrates said, let your food be your medicine. and let your medicine be your food. Right. And, and I think that should still ring to us today, you know, that let your medicine be your food. Yep. I mean, okay, that's pretty simple. And then let your food be your medicine. I mean, our ancestors did this for I don't know what, yeah. eons of time. That's all and they it, had. And if you're
3: in a high stress environment, get out. Get out. Try do what you can. If you don't, if you can't, take things to help with stress. One thing we didn't mention for tension headaches is kava. Ooh, to me, kava is one of the best things you can take for attention headaches. So there's there are so many really things. Is. That's why I say to call us. There's so many things. It's hard when we hear different people's situations. We can tell better what might be best for you according to how your headache acts. We usually ask a lot of questions when somebody does call.
2: We always ask a lot, of, ask questions, a lot so. of questions. We ask a lot of questions <laughs>
3: because the more questions we ask, the more information we have to actually make an
2: informed decision. Right. And we can help you with, you know, whatever it happens to be. You know, whatever, you know finding out, you know, like I said, asking a thousand questions. Yeah. We're going to get the right kind of information. And we'll be able to help you figure out, okay, this is the pro- this probably is the problem. And then we can make some, like you said, informed decisions. Right. Because you don't want to live... With a headache
3: forever. No, it's not much fun. No. And no. for one, you know, next week, one mm-hmm. of the things we're talking about is how being happy affects your health. If you have a headache all the time, you're not going to be real happy. Yeah. You that's, uh, know, that's true. Yeah. You know, that so is, yeah. that's just something you don't have to live that way.
2: No, you don't. But like I say, next week, we're going to have a really fun show, I think. You know, I talk about your attitude. Yep. And how it affects Positive your health. Positive thinking. Right. How it affects your health. Yeah. Okay. We'll see you next week, folks.
1: Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Doctors Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health.